I'm Fred Eichler, and welcome to the Everything Eichler podcast, brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Yep, that was me running the diaphragm turkey call, and I'll let you decide if I'm as good as I think I am. Some turkeys come running in, some turkeys run away, and that's just calling the way it goes. Well, Julie, I'm not very uh, technologically advanced, so Julie, who helps us out here with Everything Eichler, uh, has helped me do this podcast, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Right now, we're kicking out podcasts uh, that we did during spring turkey season. But as we get these other ones out, we're actually going to be caught up. And the podcast will be live, basically, with what's going on and who we're hunting with at that time. So I hope you enjoy it. This week, uh, it's turkey season. We're guiding in Colorado and having an absolute blast. Like, uh, just the other day, I got a guy, a four-bearded bird, that looks like it's going to score in like the top ten Taking the state of Colorado with the NWTF. Pretty excited about that. We'll have the official score soon. But what's kind of neat is I'm sitting here today with Trevor Stewart, uh, with Yeti, who I had the honor to hunt with, and uh, we had a blast. So we're going to talk with Trevor a little bit, not only about our turkey hunt this week, but we're also going to talk about Yeti products. And I'm going to throw some curveballs at him because I haven't really given him a whole clue about some of the questions I'm going to ask, but I think that's more real and more fun. Hey, thanks for joining me today, Trevor. Hey, thanks for having me out. It's been a total honor to be out here hunting with you, and I've had a blast so far. It's been great. Oh, I have laughed. Me too. Mostly just at my own jokes. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but I've laughed at your jokes too. <laughs> How many – what was fun for me is I love showing off this area of southern Colorado. I think it's totally unique because of the number of species you can see. So just driving around because we covered a lot of country, and I love that about you because you were like, Fred, I'll hike to the tallest mountain – I'll hike wherever. I like to see country. I don't want to just sit in a blind. Let's let's run and gun, and that's exactly what we did. But let's talk about some of the animals we saw. Oh, it's been completely ridiculous, to be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, the first night we pulled in the gate and went to the top of the mesa over here behind the behind the house, and what we saw: pronghorn, elk, mule deer, turkeys, coyotes on the way. <laughs> um, it's just it, it's places I, I've been to you know other re wildlife refuges and zoos and places like that and, and this rivals it and beats it blows it out of the water every single time every place we go we've seen tons of country and there's animals everywhere it's it's such a unique area of colorado and i i absolutely love it but i was telling you we should have clickers but how many for people that are listening because it, it's hard to imagine and i know we kept driving around and i was like man look at that herd of elk or look at that herd of deer in an hour, I think it was, I told you to keep track of how many animals we saw. Yeah, one hour driving around the ranch. We started actually counting and, and clicking them off, and we counted, what, 246 mule deer and well over 200 elk. Yeah, I think we were looking at like yeah. 250 elk by the time it was yeah. done in an hour. It was ridiculous. Crazy. The cool thing is my wife saw a mountain lion yep. while you were here, and then one of the other clients, Randy, um, he saw a beautiful bear they slipped up on. That was kind of cool. Beautiful chocolate bear. Yeah, that was really cool. And, we, I mean, we cut plenty of tracks everywhere for mountain lions and, and bears, so that was super cool to see. I've never seen a mountain lion in the wild or, you know, not too many bears either, so it was really cool to see that stuff. Hey, was that your first experience with feigning goats, by the way, when we pulled up? Uh, to um, yeah, besides uh, that old show Jackass, I think that was my first experience <laughs> with the feigning goats, <laughs> and they are completely hilarious. So. You see why I have feigning goats. Yeah, any anytime you're having a bad day of hunting, turkey hunting or whatever it is, you just go scare some goats and uh, turn the day around. So Yeah, we had had so many close calls. Me and Trevor had a I mean, we had a blast. I mean, we were calling in birds, and 
you know, I was looking at birds were covering country. I was glassing birds up. And I was like, mm, no, I don't think that bird's going to work. Or that one's got too many hens. And, you know, we came close on a couple other birds. It was like, man, this is awesome. And then uh, the crazy thing was today was kind of like the culmination of all our work. Yep. And as a turkey guide that's been doing it like 27 years, this is my 27th year outfitting. But, wow, makes me sound old. <laughs> but uh, 27 years of guiding. But what was really cool is we sat down. We You heard a bird gobble. And it was like, all right, let's make a let's make a play at this bird. We set up, and as soon as I set Trevor up, he said, you know, it could come around the other side. I'm like, I think we're okay. I think it's going to come around this side. Got a decoy out. We got a little two-track ranch road over here. I think he's going to come down. And I sat down, and it, it kept playing in my head, like, Trevor could be right. The bird could circle around, but I think we're okay. What happened? Yeah, I was uh, sitting looking at the road that he's supposed to come down with the decoy there. And uh, he cobbled right away. Oh, yeah. The he, first time I hit my call. That was one of the, the hottest birds we found all week for sure. He was he was firing off and he was ready to play. So that was super cool, of course. And gobbling through the big ponderosas, it was it was legendary. Uh, of course, he came from the way I said he was going to come. <laughs> <laughs> from right behind us. When I saw him, I was like, oh, man, yep. right there, full strut. Full I think strut. I whispered. Did I see him first? I think I whispered. There yeah. he is. Yep. And then I had to, of course, try and slowly peek around the corner. And, and then I couldn't have gotten turned around without getting busted. So I just tried to wait. And I should have just handed you the gun on that one almost, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I have a tag. I know. I, I, yeah. I think I could have had the better shot, but keep playing it out. How did it go down, man? Yeah, he uh, he, he came right in. It was quick. I mean, we hit the every time you hit the call, he fired off, and he got closer and closer, and he was strutting, and then you said, there he is, and I, I peeked around the tree I was sitting on, and, and there he was working through the woods, but I had no shot. He was completely blocked by a bunch of brush and, and pine trees. So I wish people could see you right now because you're you're moving your hands around. It's oh, yeah. awesome. Like he's telling the story and he's showing me where the trees are. And when he peeked around the tree, he like literally just peeked around. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, you're gonna have to start YouTubing these videos. Yeah. And throw I know because it's pretty soon. good. It's yeah. like it's I'm, I feel like I'm reliving it. All right, mm -hmm. sorry. I didn't mean, to interrupt. Keep going. So so there we were. And yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So so he, he literally had to make two more steps to the right, the direction he was already going. And then he would have, I was already, had my dot on that spot where I had the clearing where he was going to come through. And he just, both of us, all of a sudden, he, there was nothing there. And, and then I was like, let's hit that call one more time. You hit it and boom, he gobbles and he's further away. And we're like, oh no, he's leaving. He's going with his hands. Cause he had four or five hens with him. Yeah. So. Yeah. We pulled them off the hands. Yeah. And then, uh, you immediately were like, let's go. And we just got it because we, we're done playing with these birds. So <laughs> we both got up and we were army crawling, literally army crawling up to this ridge. And uh, as as soon as we were army crawling, he, he uh, I think I, you uh, hit the call. Yeah, I hit the sleeve one more time. And you just see his head poke up, boom, and his little his little snooter dangling around. And I didn't give him any more chances after that. Yeah, he was oh, he was done. So awesome! The Remington barked. And, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, the bird was flopping. I was like, yes, uh, dude. It, it, there's nothing better than that. After working so hard for two or three days, how many we put probably. 600 miles on your truck in two days and, <laughs> and then uh, we yeah. did we covered some country we, we hiked did. miles we chased a bird how far do you think we chased that gobbler the other day that kept answering we were just going up and down yep. climbing up and down mountains mm -hmm. and he just kept the hens kept pulling him and oh. every time we get close 
he, we'd hit him again and he'd be another ridge over and we'd just keep going. Oh, and, yeah. that was, that was for me, that was, that was a ton of fun because we spotted him from the, well, we heard him from the truck. We got out, we called top of a ridge. He answered and you heard him. I didn't even hear him. And then we dropped down, got closer. Then he gobbled again. And then it was just, it was a rodeo. We took off chasing this bird and I would, every time I would call, he'd gobble and come a little closer we spotted him a couple times but he would never break but there was some fun hunts and mm-hmm. let's see some of the other highlights you found a shed yep we found some elk sheds i found mm-hmm. a good one and then you found another good one yesterday when we went all the way up there oh so yeah it was, was kind of cool yeah way up there long spot um, with the loophole that was kind of cool yep but uh it's been it was a tough past couple of days wasn't it when oh, the, the, the wind was, was blowing it, it rained on us a bit and the birds just didn't want to talk and didn't want to move too much because they couldn't see very well with the wind blowing. So today, finally, last day. Oh yeah, it was it, awesome. Picture but I, perfect. I told him, I said, "We got to get this done, man. I'm, uh, I got to, I got to keep my percentage going." I was five <laughs> for five when you rolled in here. That was your first Miriam's, was it not? Yes, absolutely. And I, I got so I, I, I'm from Texas, so I've gotten a Rio, uh, plenty of those guys. Got to the privilege to go to Florida with NWTF earlier this year and uh, got an Osceola out there. So I was super pumped to come out here and hunt with you, and uh, and we, we got it done. So thank you so much. It's oh, been amazing. I enjoyed it, man. And I'm tickled you're going to get it mounted because that's a big, mature mountain bird, really white tail feathers that Miriam's known for. My wife doesn't for. know we're mounting oh. him yet. Yeah, she's, oh, my I bad. haven't told her yet. So Sorry. Uh, this will come out later. She It'll probably be on the wall. She doesn't <laughs> listen to podcasts, does she? Yeah. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> not hunting podcasts. Yeah. All right, we might get away with it. But it was a beautiful white feathered, just beautiful spurs. I mean, big mature bird. And it was just uh, just a lot of fun. Anybody that turkey hunts, you know, can can relate to that kind of fun. And if you, you've got to break down the, the fainting goats because I was having a rough day. You know, the weather, we got rained on. It was super windy. And I pull up and Trevor's like, Oh, those fainting goats? I'm like, yes, they are. And then it was, let's make them faint. Yeah. Like, when you're having a bad day, that's all you got to do. You know, you feel kind of bad, but then they give you so much joy. And they don't seem to mind it too much, right? I don't think they know what's going on. Yeah. I really, they pop right up, and then they'll come right back over to you, and you can pet them. Yeah, so, please go to Instagram, Fred's Instagram, and watch that video. It's hilarious. Watch the brown we'll, one. We're going to put it on the YouTube. <laughs> yeah, they literally, their noses just hit the dirt. I it's know. hysterical. Having a bad day, scare a goat. But... So one of the cool things, you've got an awesome job. A lot of people go, man, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I've worked a lot of jobs in my day. But, you know, you are, like, with Yeti coolers, and everybody knows what a Yeti cooler is. And you guys have tons of different products we'll talk about in a minute. But your job is basically helping to market to the core. And when I say the Mm -hmm. core, what's cool to me is, is I've known about Yeti's history for a long time. And the owners are hunters. They're outdoorsmen. These guys hunt. They fish. So let's talk a little bit about that. I want to talk a little bit about Yeti. And and first, let's start off. What's your job title? Yeah. First off, I'm 100% blessed to, you know, be in this position. I started at Yeti a few years ago, a little over three years ago. I started on inside sales, just taking care of our dealers and our retailers across the nation here. And, uh, found out that marketing was more my niche. I I am the core, right? I love to hunt and fish. That's all I can think about all day long. So um, I, I, I 
got the opportunity to head up to the marketing department. I did the social, I handled social media for uh, about seven, seven or eight months or so. And then uh, a role opened up on the community marketing team as, as quote unquote, the hunting specialist. So um, I took advantage of that immediately. And it's been the, uh, the greatest thing that's ever happened to me pretty much besides my, you know, wife and child, of course. So, um, but yeah, it's been it's been awesome. It's given me the opportunity. I've only been doing it since the beginning of this year, and I've already got to go see so many new places, meet amazing people, hang out with legends like yourself, Ooh, and and go <laughs> and go hunting. You know, like th- this is what a sweet job. Yeah, it's it's incredible, and I, I it's, I'm a loss for words for you know being in this position. I kn- I didn't even know jobs like this existed. So it's and it's an cool. awesome company. I mean, we were talking in the truck a couple of days ago. How many people applied? for your job you remember like it was wasn't it thousands or something yeah I mean, tons of people apply when there's a job opening there yeah yeah I, a lot of people want to get into the brand and come it, it's a great place to work the people there are amazing you know there's a ton of talent there and you know and and it, it's just a lot of fun it's a good it's a family it really is so and you guys um, you guys <clears throat> built it Around hunting and fishing. Yeah, Roy. Because that's what the owner. Yeah, Roy and Ryan Cedars, those guys are ultimate sportsmen. Their dad, Roger Cedars, he's, um, he actually created, it's an epoxy that they use to glue the guides onto fishing rods. So he created this flex, it's called flex coat, and it's an epoxy they use on every single fishing rod now. I didn't know so, that. So he, he invented that. He was a chemistry teacher, and those the epoxy would always crack and break on the old fishing rods, you know, and your guides would break off. So he created this, uh, it's called flex coat, and it's the glue that every fishing rod manufacturer uses now. Um, and, the, and then Ryan started Waterloo Rods, and then Roy was building boats. Um, he was building aluminum boats for the Texas coast to get real shallow and go fishing, stocking for redfish, fly nice. fishing. So boats that just wouldn't draft much so you could get across the flats. Exactly. And uh, they always had trouble finding a good cooler that they could, you know, put on these boats that they were manufacturing and, and sell to people. So um, they started messing around with coolers and, and came ac- came across these coolers that they that they came up with i think they were fiberglass to begin with and then they started roto molding them and then that's how it, that's how it kind of started so that's uh, so cool. really cool story the whole family's entrepreneurs they're they're amazing people they're great people that's that's pretty impressive but i think the coolest thing to me and you know i've known about this for a long time and not only the many partners that yeti has but how much money they put back into conservation mm-hmm. You guys put a lot of money back in, into the sport. Yeah, yeah, I, and I love seeing that. Like, that's 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 awesome to me. Um, I had no idea even working there until I got in this role, and I'm the one seeing the contracts and going through them and things like that. And it's really cool to see where they put their money back into because it goes directly. I mean, we support all kinds of conservation groups, all the big guys like, you know, RMEF, Ducks Unlimited, you know, Delta, you got uh, NWTF, you know, you name it, Boone and Crockett, Pope and Young, they're all in there. Um, and and we're, we're always at those shows and giving back to those organizations and a part of projects. We do a lot with Texas Parks and Wildlife, too. You know, our home base, we like to give back there as well. We do a lot of sheep relo- relocations on the border uh, around Big Bend area and things like that. Um, so it, it's cool to see see them. Putting you know, back, put the, putting their money literally where their mouth is at, and and taking care of these wild places and these animals. So it's really cool. Well, as hunters and fishermen too, those guys, I think it's so funny because 
Oh, and I know it's probably a goofy thing to talk about, but I think it should be brought up. You know, there was a kind of a spat, I'll call it, you know what I mean, NRA and Yeti, and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You guys had always, you know what I mean, supported NRA and NRA threw some stuff out there, and you may not want to go into detail about it, but, you know, there were some people going, oh, you know, Yeti doesn't support the NRA, and I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, guys. You know, and I jumped on board, and I was like, these guys are hunters. They're fishermen. Yeah. They support the Second Amendment. They support everything that has to do with, rodeo hunting fishing anything outdoors hiking kayaking you guys are hardcore sports yep so let's talk about the cost of the coolers <laughs> <laughs> come on man i told you yeah, I was it's, it's that's i think that's one of the funniest things i i hear when guys will roll into camp or something they're like oh i'm like man i've been buying yeti coolers for a long time i've got a bunch of buddies that buy a bunch of yeti products but they're expensive they are that's like it's so funny I'll hear people complain a little like, man, they're so expensive. But that same guy will go out, you know, and spend $2,000 on a new bow. I'm like, well, it's kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I throw mine in the back of the truck. I beat the heck out of it. And I know it's going to keep stuff cold. Yeah. So there are a lot to do with the whole, you get what you pay for. Yeah, I would say for sure. Um, you know, there's a ton of imitators out there. Um, and, and it's a decent product as well, but I, I definitely think ours is, is, is still the best, you know, trying to say that without bragging a little bit, but, you know, we do a ton of R and D. We have an entire innovation center that focuses on new products and the existing products and how to make them better and quality, quality management and things like that. So, you know, that stuff comes at a cost of course. And then, and then like we talked about just a second ago, giving back to these places, um, giving back to, you know, your, what you guys want to do, the outdoors right. folks. Talking about know, so. Foundation and mm-hmm. all the different organizations that you guys help fund, literally. Yep. So a lot of people ask, you know, why why would I pay this much for that? And I think that's just being a part of the brand and being a part of, you know, what we're doing out there as well. I think that's a big part of it. So Yeah, I think the message is huge. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, I had no idea. I thought I was kind of in the know. But Yeti has a ton of different products. Mm. Like, chairs you know everybody knows a coffee cup i think everybody has a yeti coffee cup and everybody you know a lot of people have yeti coolers and things like that but talk about some of the other things yeti does because i think it's interesting i've got a minute to sit down with you here so talk about some of the other products and maybe what yeti's doing in the future i mean you guys i was bummed i found out today you guys aren't making my camo cup anymore (laughs) yeah i know we what's going on with that yeah it's a limited edition run kind of for the fall um and we 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 do a lot of that kind of stuff just to keep things special and and you know when you get that cup it's you know it's not going to be around forever so you got to get it while you can especially if you lose it yeah i was like i want to get another cup (laughs) yeah yeah that was i wasn't even gonna throw you into the bus on that but i have one of the cool new well i say new i've had it now for a while but the camo branded Yeti, I'm like, this is cool. I don't know. It's camo. It looks neat. And I loaned it to you for coffee. And I'm like, hey, uh, where's my cup? And you're like, uh, yeah, I think I left in that other guy's truck. I'm dude, like, dude, it's camouflage. You can't leave that thing anywhere in the woods. It'll be gone in a heartbeat. <laughs> I know, but even in the truck, I'm like, wait a minute. Well, I said, no big deal. Can I get another one? And you're like, no, yeah, we're not making those anymore. So yeah. you guys do, a, is it a lot of, I guess I, did, I, yeah. I wasn't that aware of that. You guys do a ton of limited edition stuff. So if it comes out and you want one, grab it. Yeah, we, we just kind of revolve our colors. We like to keep it fresh, so we'll come out with a new color while we phase another one out. And and it kind of it's a revolving door there with, with colors and, and patterns on, on drinkware and coolers and stuff like that. Who makes a decision on the colors? i got to ask. Because my wife popped up with one the other day, and I was like, come on. <laughs> it was like a 
I don't even I don't I don't know colors. I, I know black, I know white, I know purple, yeah. blue, green. That's pretty much it. But this is like I think I said, Where did you get the light blue? And she was like, It's teal or yeah. something. I don't even know. Sea like, foam. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Sea foam. We got all all oh kinds my. of stuff. We have Who makes those calls? Who's like yeah, we're going to make a red one this week. The product design team. And, and we also listen to a ton of consumer feedback as well. You, you know, guys are throwing a dart at the board. Don't no, we, Come on. we're listening. We have a whole like team that's like consumer insights. When you're, when you're on Instagram commenting, I want purple, I want this color, I want that color, we're listening. So our, like I said, our, our innovation center is there, and they work constantly coming out with new products, new colors, things like that. When I, when I got to Yeti, we had a cooler. And I think we were just coming out with the soft, the, the hopper, the soft cooler. And then we had the cups, the Rambler 20, Rambler 30 and stainless steel. And that was it. Right. Um, three years later, go to Yeti.com and, <laughs> and check it out. It is, it is crazy. Those guys are nonstop out there making new products. And these products are just as good as the coolers are. And they're just as good as, as the cups are. That's kind of what those guys do is they take products that everybody has, that everybody uses, and they make it as well as they can as as minimalist as they can but as as quality as they can so it's going to last you forever so i right, tell the so in the truck there's a lot of conversations some you know that we could share here some yeah. we can't <laughs> but most of that part was mine bad jokes but <laughs> you told me a story can you share the story about the chair first off i haven't even seen it yet so i'm gonna have to check out the yeti chairs but you said you guys are whipping out a chair and you guys like was it R and D that was trying to see what it would hold? Now this yeah. is I'm gonna put out a disclaimer right yeah, now. Yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. Disclaimer yeah. for the legal team. Okay, dis- first. disclaimer for the legal team. <clears throat> the story he told me is a story. I think it is based in fact, but do not try and put an elephant on a Yeti chair. Okay. The, However, the now Yeti, that we've done the disclaimer, tell me the story again. The Yeti Hondo chair has a 500 pound rating, so. It's it's a big boy chair. It's it's really comfortable, really nice. Made out of double pipe aircraft aluminum. I so mean, you guys are rating it at 500 pounds, right? So when we were testing it R and D, because you have to go over 500. Because what if a guy's 501, right? right? Then that's you so, know. So we we put 500 pounds of lead on it, and they were like, let's see where this thing can go. So we keep stacking lead onto this chair. Lead bag, lead bag, 50 pound bag a piece. You know, little sandwich size bag of 50 yeah. pounds. It got up to 3,000 pounds of lead on that chair, and it was holding up just fine. And, <laughs> and Roy Cedars, the, one of the founders, finally got fed up with it. it was like He's like, this is enough. It's good enough. And he took it just a, a, a pipe and just whacked the leg, and it finally <laughs> fell and went down. Yeah, so. <clears throat> See, that's the way to test stuff because I always get the ones that rip out. So I'm going to have to check it out. Mm-hmm. Is it something you could use for hunting, or is this more of a – like just a comfortable it's, lawn chair? Is this? A yeah, I, I would say it's more of just like a comfortable like folding chair, but it is nice enough to put on the back porch or around the pool, things like that. It'd be great for like uh, your kids' soccer games or whatever it might be, but it's really nice. But it is, uh, it's almost 15 pounds, so it's definitely not something you oh, yeah, want to take wanna to the that, honey. You could throw it in the ground blind, though, and you could leave it there all year, and it's going to be just fine. Okay, so. so it's something I could pull up to. But, yeah. no, that's a good point. I'm glad you said that because, yeah, 15 pounds, I was I was instantly thinking hunting. I, I apply everything mm-hmm. to hunting, so I'll stick with the millenniums. So. It's great for naps it's in the ground It's 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, naps yeah. now. Mm-hmm. That's a different story. I'm yeah. all about a nap. We could use some of those. Yeah, it's been a long right? Day. We did not. We hunted all day, every day. 18-hour yeah. day yesterday. That was a good one. That was awesome, though. Yep. We hiked into some beautiful country. We went from – Five thousand to nine thousand feet, yeah, and that's what made it fun. All yeah. right, I want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep grilling, man. I'm sorry. Let's hit I'm it. just curious. Yeti, how did they come up with the name Yeti? What does Yeti mean? I mean, Honestly, I know 
I know that there's a. Like, I would a, love to make up like a super cool story right now about Yetis, but I'm not very good at storytelling. So I think they just they they were coming up with names. Uh, Roy, you know, Roy and Ryan were. They're getting with family. They're trying to. They're pitching new names to their family and friends and trying to see what what it should be. You know, for the future. And um, <clears throat> Yeti's synonymous with the abominable snowman in the Himalayas, right? Which is it's pretty cold up there, right? Right. Um, and our coolers keep things pretty cold, so I think that fit pretty naturally. But what they told us was like every time they would go back to everyone and like a few months later and be like, so you know, after you've thought about it, what? what name out of all the names that they had given them the the one that every single person remembered was yeti so um that's that what they fit. Mm -hmm. all right so the story you told me in the truck about the family getting attacked by you know this yeah. white ape that's not really yes. how they come yeah. up with a name yeah, all right that was bs sorry cool. <laughs> <laughs> i love it all right so talk let's talk about some more of the products that are cool i just you know i think it's interesting i know what you mm -hmm. do for a living and i think there's people that may have some questions when I know Michelle loves the the technical. I call it the bucket because I'm one of those guys that like when I'm done with a hydraulic bucket, you know, I'm like, oh, sweet. I got a bucket for water. I got a bucket for carrying tomatoes. And But you throw it and they crack and they break all the time. And you got that little wire handle that starts cutting your hand when you're carrying something heavy. Mm -hmm. You guys came out with that sweet. What? There's a technical name for it. The loadout bucket. Thank you. Yep. The loadout bucket. Yeah, it's really cool. You know, when you – when you first think about it, it's kind of ridiculous, right? Who's right? Who's paying? Yeah, you know, for a bucket, forty bucks for a bucket. Right. But uh, when you get one and you use it, and if you abuse buckets and you're breaking them and you need them all the time, it is awesome. Yeah, don't buy one just to have a bucket. No. But if you're a bucket user, yeah, like we are with the farm <clears throat> and you know hauling water because I'm mm -hmm. we're constantly hauling water to horses sometimes, or mm -hmm. you know when it's really cold and we're breaking ice and dogs or goats or we've had. You know, we've literally had our faucets and, and stuff freeze up. Right. So we couldn't, you know, couldn't run water to animals. So we're like, all right, now we're hauling water. Mm -hmm. You can't do that in a Jeepo. So those, yeah, and, are, those and, are pretty cool. And once you get all the accessories for it, you throw some of the accessories on there, it starts to come to life a little bit. You get the uh, the lid for it. You know, it's it's kind of like the Rambler lid for the, for the cups. Right. So it's got a nice gasket on it. It's really, really tough and durable, but that makes it a dry box for you, or you can haul liquid around without it spilling everywhere. Um, we have like a, a insert for it that has all kinds of nice organization for you. Uh -huh. um, if you want to turn it in, like I have one for hunting and then I have another bucket rigged up for fishing and it's got, you know, sinkers line, all kinds of stuff that you'd ever need. Um, it's got a no slip grip ring on the bottom. So if it's in a boat or in the back of the truck, it's not sliding around <laughs> and slamming everywhere, um, which is kind of nice. It's got tie down section so you could tie it down on the boat or in the back of the truck as well. So it's not tipping over. Um, it's got a gear belt, so you could turn it into a really nice like tool tool bucket as well. Like a lot of electricians and stuff like that use it. Trapping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there it's you great go. For trapping supplies. That's if you're a trapper, instead of those wicker baskets. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's pretty sweet. Yep. So how many people work at Yeti? Do you have any mm -hmm. idea? It grows every day. It's crazy. When I got there, it was around 150, 175. Um, we're looking at more like 600 right now. Good. So. Gosh. That's that's in three years, yeah. Three that's and a half incredible. Years. So yeah, it's awesome. We're doing good job, good benefits. Yeah, whole nine oh, yards. Oh, what what do you get paid? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look, he's like, oh, Fred, come on, man. No, I'm just, I'm everyone's just, answer is I'm, not enough. But no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I I do this so job cool. for free, to be honest. With you. Don't tell them that. But no, I won't say a word. <laughs> it's just like I'm not going to tell your wife about that turkey. Yeah. Or I did catch the plug, like you know. 
my wife. It's the coolest job, the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. How did you put it? Oh, except for my wife and my child. That was nice. I like, I like, and I know you meant it, but it was also good because we talked about the turkey getting mounted before that. Right. So also good to throw that in. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty sweet. All right. So let's talk about your hunting experience. Where did you, your dad got you in hunting, I assume? Yeah. Um, I was born in California and we did a lot of waterfowl stuff out there, but when I was super young, I, I would not let my dad go fishing or hunting without me. I would throw a complete fit. My dad used to be a professional bass fisherman on the West coast out there. So, you know, he fished with like Gary Yamamoto and all those guys and, 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 Every time he'd be at a fishing tournament, leaving in the, in the dark in the morning with everyone out there doing the national anthem and everything, all you would be hearing is me just screaming and crying because he was going fishing without me. So That's cool. You never – three days in the truck together, hunting, hiking the mountains. You didn't tell me your dad was a bass fisherman. Yeah. Yep. So I, I'm I'm – total fish nerd as well i can't can't if i see water like oh i know you asked me i was like you should have brought your fly rod we got fish yeah people are like let's go golfing and i'm like breaking out the fly rod out of the golf bag (laughs) trying to catch all the bass and all the all the lakes (laughs) um so he just he got me out there early and i i loved every every minute of it just getting getting to be able to spend time with my dad and, and being outdoors. And I love animals. I, I wanted to be a marine biologist and, you know, ecologist and stuff like that before I even knew what that meant. So I, I just love being outside and, and, and seeing these wild places. So sounds like you landed a perfect job for, you know what I mean? Keeping mm. you involved in the outdoors. Yep. I couldn't ask for anything more, to be honest. It's, it's been awesome. So, and you did know, you gr- say that you guys did something in, was it in Texas? Because you guys are based in Austin. Then when we were talking about the conservation stuff that, that Yeti's done, because I said, man, I wish more people knew about that. Because one thing, and you and me talked about this, that Yeti and the culture, they don't really brag about a lot of that. My thing was, man, you know, I know that, and some of the industry insiders know, but it would be so cool if there was like an announcement or I'd put something on every single Mm-hmm. cup you know like hey this is how much money we've donated conservation efforts but i know they don't really brag you're like yeah they're not our culture isn't really to brag about what we do we just mm-hmm. do it and right. i thought that was cool but you said you guys did something in texas with was it sheep yeah so actually just the other day it was a couple of weeks ago we had the meat eater crew um down to austin steven ranella and uh those guys ben o'brien you remember ben o'brien from yeti he, oh. he had my this job before yeah um, now he's up in bozeman with meat eater and steven ranella so ben's a good guy man i like him too all you guys are everybody i've met sloan everybody mm-hmm. i've met over at yeti they've all been outdoorsmen they've all been hardcore users and that's what i loved i've mm-hmm. taken you know people from you know you know all over the industry and some of some of them is like oh yeah it's a cool job and yeah I'm, I'm learning how to hunt or i'm learning how to fish or because i got a job in the industry i'm learning how to do this man all ben sloan you you guys were all outdoorsmen that landed at yeti and i think that's really cool mm-hmm. yeah i haven't found anyone at yeti yet that i don't like so it's been it's been they got a good good crop growing over there for I didn't sure. I not interrupt, interrupt, but you got to ask Ben about his turkey hunt because it was the shortest turkey hunt ever. Here, I think. Oh yeah, from yeah. when he got here, I think we had 20 minutes later. I had a gobbler slipping up to us. It was pretty awesome. I actually got that one on video. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty awesome. I think I like the way we did it better. I do too. Grind we, it we, out to the last yeah, last morning and covered miles and miles uh-huh. of country, both on you know boot leather and uh, mm-hmm. and in the truck. It's pretty yeah. sweet. So tell me about the conservation stuff you did with the sheep in Texas. Yeah, so the meat eater crew came down. Um, they did a live podcast there in Austin. 
Um, and then they came to the Yeti flagship store in Austin and they uh, did a screening of Stephen Rinella's new film, Stars in the Sky. Um, and with all the proceeds from that film, it was, it was, we charged people, you know, for whatever their ticket to get in. They got a free Rambler, free cookbook. And then all that money went to uh, the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department's Sheep Fund, which it all everything that goes into that fund goes directly to bighorn sheep um, in Texas and West Texas and around the border um, into, you know, doing studies on them and relocation efforts and things like that. And uh, it's, it's awesome. Those guys do a great job. They take, you know, super healthy herds on this mountain and they'll move them across the state to this area and uh, start a new, you know, new population over here. So we're just trying to get that native bighorn back to where it was. You know, that, that's happened all over the nation. And, and those guys are doing a really heck of a job getting it done in Texas for us, too. Um, and then some other stuff. I know Ducks Unlimited. We're getting a trip together with them. They want to take us on a little boat tour um, on the Texas coast to some of the, uh, you know, wildlife refuges that they've set up with, with, you know, uh, with a lot of the stuff that we've helped support. And they wanted to go show us around and show us all of the um, wetlands and stuff like that, where all the, you know, waterfowl comes down in the uh, in the winter months. That's got to be neat seeing it come to fruition. You know what I mean? You know, Very you guys cool. are, you know what I mean, donating you know, money, you know what I mean, in, in terms of product or sometimes just money mm-hmm. to these conservation organizations. It's got to be neat for you to be able to go around with NWTF guys or, you know, like you said, Ducks Unlimited guys and see some of that happen. I think that's really cool. It's amazing, yeah. Man, thank you so much. This has been fun for me. I hope people enjoyed listening, not only to our turkey hunt, because that was pretty fun, fainting goats, that was hysterical, um, you know, and learning a little bit about conservation, some of the different products that Yeti has. I'm going to hit you with one more, and I'm sorry, again, I, I know, I, to me, it's much more off the cuff if I don't tell you what questions I'm going <laughs> to ask you, but if somebody's looking at buying um, something Yeti-wise, you guys have discounts sometimes and, and programs. What do they need to follow? Do they need to get on Yeti.com to see when you guys are having specials or where they can go? Or as you guys are announcing new products, what's the best bet for somebody that's going, man, I kind of want one, yeah. but I want to buy it at the best price I can do that sure. at? Is it to watch like NWTF, Rocky Mountain Elk, for when they have drives on membership? Is it the best bet to go to the website? What do you suggest for somebody that might be listening going, I've always kind of wanted a Yeti, but you know, I, I want to get the best deal I can. Yeah. With your fan base, definitely any of the conservation organizations, when you're looking at RMEF, you go to any of these conventions, Pope and Young, Boone and Crockett, whatever it is, Ducks Unlimited, there's tons of raffles and you have a really great chance. That's how a lot of people get into Yeti. They've, they've, they've won one at a raffle or a silent auction or whatever it is to raise funds for conservation and, and they've won one and then they go and they buy a bunch more because, because it's awesome. As far as deals go on, at Yeti.com, I would go there to check out all of our products. You can see the full product line. You can watch all of our Yeti Presents films, which are amazing. There's a ton of great content there. You have all of our ambassadors are listed, including Fred with a nice profile. Um, For deals, check out, you know, those those big days like Black Friday, Cyber Monday. That's kind of the only times we really do some, some, some good deals out there. It's a great chance to get into it. No, that's awesome. So the only thing, I'm just going to throw this out there. You guys need to invent, now I want a percentage of this, something (laughs) where you can cool your hot chocolate, your hot tea, or your hot coffee off quicker. (laughs) We were 
I was literally, what was I doing today? You're holding, every morning we're driving to the spot and you're holding your cup out the window trying to get some cool Trying to cool air it down so cool I can drink it because it, it stays hot too long. So I want, I, I just, something for me, you got to, don't tell me an ice cube either. I know that's probably what you're thinking, but I'm no, thinking there's got to be some cool. You can't water down your coffee. You, no, you no. got to invent something that you can, it won't keep it as hot if you don't if you want to drink it right away yeah is that is that goofy is that is that not make any no, sense no but i got a pro tip for you just leave the lid off for 10 minutes after you get it get it off the out of the coffee pot just leave the lid off for 10 minutes and it should be good to then go. it's gonna spill in the truck i'm telling you i'm on to something here <laughs> you guys are gonna thank me if you come up with something like maybe a button you push i don't know that like cools it down by 40 degrees i'm yep. just throwing that out there we're gonna have to give that to the product development team i'm definitely not smart enough for that okay just Full dry outfits wants just a little percentage of that. Okay. All right. Hey, thanks so much, Trevor. I appreciate it. If you have any interest in Yeti Cool, check out Yeti.com. If you've got an interest in a hunt, you can always give us a holler and check us out at fulldrawoutfitters.com. I'm Fred Eichler with Trevor Stewart. Thanks again, buddy. Thank you so much. It's been a complete honor, and it's been a heck of a time running around the woods with you. Hope to do it again soon. I hope so as well. Take care.